0: And hello everybody, Peter here. I believe this is the fourth installation of Peter's content-free podcast. Season one, volume one. Uh, Maybe one day we'll have like a whole rack of them, you know, like, you know how people used to have bookshelves and uh, a whole shelf of a bookshelf was full of of the Encyclopedia Britannica, or maybe the ency. There were like several popular encyclopedias. We had one. I don't remember, I don't think it was Encyclopedia Britannica, it was another one. It was, it was, uh, we had the world book. We had the world book. And, uh... Sometimes I read it. I did. And now we have... Wikipedia. And those people are all... Well, I guess they're mostly out of business, I suppose. People, I feel like people now, if they buy a set of encyclopedias, it's just to make their bookshelves look nice. Uh, but you could just buy I feel like you could just buy kind of um you know like the a facade of sorts to put on the front of your bookshelf and uh it would still look just as good except if someone went to put pull one out you know to peruse because they were waiting or you were boring or just because they wanted to better themselves perhaps and learn about something in in the G book or m i I feel like I read m a lot, huh. Some of the letters were combined in the world book encyclopedias, but, uh, you know, I learned interesting things. I did. I don't remember what any of them are in particular, but I'm sure they've stuck with me subconsciously. I think they have. Um, Anyways, a little update. I think some of you might be wondering, Peter, what is up with your coffee? Peter, you always talk about your coffee, and we're just dying to know. How's your coffee doing? How's your coffee maker doing? What are your coffee habits like? Um, I'll tell you, the coffee maker seems to be doing well. I haven't, I haven't consciously been doing anything differently lately. But, uh, I'm pretty, I've been pretty happy with it. I have, there's been a big change as far as, um, mugs. I do have a few different mugs of a few different sizes, shapes, um, different volumes of coffee that they hold. And volumes, uh, you know, how much they hold does make a difference because, uh, you gotta keep drinking the coffee, Otherwise, it goes cold in the mug, but it stays warm in the carafe. I'm gonna say carafe. I've debated this on... on the podcast before, but I'm gonna stick with carafe. Wait, I just said carafe. The coffee pot. I feel like not many other people say even say this word in my life, but it's a word. Look it up. I don't know how to spell it. I think it's C-A-R-A-F-E. Anyways, it stays warm in that because the carafe You know, is on a, is on a heated surface So, uh, I think, actually, you know, they have I have a couple of really big coffee mugs And big coffee mugs do seem to be popular these days You know, big, short, wide coffee mugs Almost, they're almost bowl-shaped I mean, bowl-sized, but coffee mug-shaped Uh, you know, they're like as, as wide as they are tall You know, I feel like this is the type of thing that I would eat clam chowder out of with a big, wide, low spoon or maybe uh Hmm... And suddenly, talking about big, weird-shaped spoons suddenly makes me want to eat some egg drop soup. I'm a big fan of egg drop soup. One time I was at a... I was at a Chinese buffet. Everyone loves a good Chinese buffet. With my friends, uh, Dave and Joe. They're brothers. Joe is the younger brother. You know, it's like in... It's in podcasts like these when you can You can go ahead and tell about these little details that These little extraneous, extraneous details that Well, you might not otherwise give in a normal conversation and Uh, it doesn't really matter because we're just talking I'm just talking I don't know what the heck you're doing You could be doing anything for all I know Um, I'm wearing a weird shirt right now It's weird shirts like these that uh, it has a very large graphic on the front so part of the shirt is regular It's regular um, fabric, you know, and And then the the large graphic on front. Here's the regular fabric. That's what that sounds like right, and then the graphic sounds like this And it's just kind of weird like it, you know the graphic it, it doesn't breathe at all I don't really like it. It says Polaroid and then it's got like Polaroids Someone gave it to me um, anyways, I just said that to you because my hand, my hand like brushed it and make, made a weird noise. Anyways, I was at this Chinese buffet uh, with Dave and Joe, Joe's the younger brother, and um, I went, we were all sitting down at the table, or taking our food to the table from the buffet, and I got, an, I got a bowl of egg drop soup, and then I got up again, they were sitting down, I put my bowl of egg drop soup down. I don't know if I had gotten any other food. I probably had. Of course I did. Of course I did. And, uh, I got up again because I needed to grab something, like, uh, maybe like a drink, or... No, they bring you the drinks. That's the one thing they bring you. That you don't have to get yourself. I, uh... See, I... I, I... I got to get a spoon, probably. That sounds, that sounds reasonable. I got up to get a spoon, and when I came back, my egg drop soup looked a little bit weird. Uh, but it's not totally abnormal for things to be abnormal at a Chinese buffet because you're not, you know, you get what you pay for. You're not getting the cream of the crop at a, at a regular Chinese buffet. You know, you, you know that things could be a little wonky, uh, but I didn't really think twice about it and I just kind of started eating the egg drop soup. And it just, uh, I was okay with it looking a little bit weird as long as it tasted fine. Uh, but it turned out that it did not taste fine, and it turned out that they had put a uh, hot sauce in my egg drop soup. Uh, I mean, and I'm okay with putting hot sauce in things. I just, you know, it's just when it, uh, when you don't expect it, when you don't ask for it, it'll, and it wasn't even that hot, it just tasted really weird. So, thankfully, uh, it's, I was at a buffet, so I just went and got another bowl of egg drop soup. Wasteful, yes, uh, but, you know. Um, you know, friendly pr- prank between friends, I suppose. Not really all that funny, but I remember it. That's all I'm trying to say, is I remember it. And, uh... Really, that is all I'm trying to say. It's a- th- it was a- it was a thing that happened. Going back to what I was talking about, I have a few different mugs. And now, the main mug that I'm drinking out of is a Daft Punk mug. Alright? It's a black mug. It's one of the first black, almost entirely black mugs I have. And that's significant for a reason that I'll expound upon in a moment. But this is a very nice mug. Actually, I don't know if it's a very nice mug. I think it's a nice mug, because it says has the Daft Punk logo on it. I bought it from the Daft Punk, uh, you know, like, merchandise store online. Like, like, daftpunk.com or something, excuse me. I'm like, I'm like burping a little bit. I apologize. I don't know, like, if I like burp a little bit. Should I like edit it out? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is a content free podcast It's very casual. It's very down-to-earth. I'm just talking Maybe burping a tiny bit. Anyways, I bought this, um I bought this Daft Punk mug off the website. I ordered it. The shipping cost as much of as the mug itself The mug was $15. The shipping was $15. It came from the United Kingdom um, Interestingly enough, even though I think Daft Punk, I think they're French uh, I guess they're just- I guess their merchandising is, uh, based out of the UK. Uh, it got here a few weeks later, and, um, it's a- shape-wise, it's about as average as mugs go. Which is fine with me, you know? If it's- if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm alright- I'm holding it right here, you guys can hear it. Oh wait, wait, that's not very satisfying now- noise. Or is that a little better? Anyways. I don't know, do you guys like hearing things? Anyways, probably not. Maybe. Different people are into different things. Look, so I have the mug. It has a very crisp Daft Punk logo on it, and for a while, for the first few times I drank out of it, for the first few mugfuls, maybe the first few days, I kept the tag on it that it came with. There was a tag hanging from the handle, uh, with a cloth, like a string, and there was a cardboard tag with a very nice, shiny, holographic, uh, sticker. I I fancied it. It was very shiny, and it made me feel special to have, you know, it was like certifying that it was official Daft Punk uh, Merchandise or something like that. I mean, I don't know why that really matters. Like if they could fake the mug couldn't Couldn't someone also fake the sticker? Is the sticker that much more difficult? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I, I, I Don't know. I don't know. I've never tried to fake Merchandise maybe I maybe it's just showing that it someone didn't print this thing off on like uh, com or something, because maybe that is pretty easy, and that sticker is more difficult. I don't know. Anyways, I was pretty happy with the sticker. I didn't even know I was gonna get the sticker on the little tag, and uh, and I did. So it made me a happy customer, and I'm still a happy customer. The lo the logo hasn't started coming off of the mug, but that's partly because I have haven't really washed the mug at all. I rinsed it out once. And that leads into what I'm saying. What I wanted to say mostly about this mug being a black mug, like a very dark, deep black, um, is that usually uh, before I've been drinking out of Waffle House mugs that I got from Waffle House, um, I would drink out of the mugs at Waffle House, and then I'd walk out with them. I did not steal the mugs from Waffle House. Uh, I'm not a thief. Uh, I would never do that. But I would just say. I, usually when I go to Waffle House, I try to be there uh, when the place is fairly, uh, you know, in the in down times, the off, the off times, you know, like when I'm, it's only me there, you know, me, a few other customers. I'm talking like uh, 2, 3 o'clock at night on weekdays. 2, 3 o'clock at night on the weekends can get pretty crazy. People are, you know, getting out of bars and stuff and the people that are there uh, are usually drunk. But 2, 3 o'clock at night on weekdays, usually pretty quiet. I like it there. So, you know, the uh you, you 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 don't get disturbed by uh I don't know. I don't know. I'm not like a hermit or something. I get disturbed by other humans being out in the world at the same time I am, but I, I like it chill. Uh anyway, so you can like chat it up with like uh, the waitresses or whatever and I say uh like so uh, what will it take, you know, when I'm about to leave, I look, you know, I'm like, you know, looking at my mug mug thoughtfully full of thought and i say you know so uh what would it take for me to have one of these mugs and i've got like two or three of them i think i had three and i broke one or something i've got two now and uh one of the times uh the girl asked a girl turned to a, a guy that was standing there who i guess was maybe like an assistant manager or something the manager is never there like the real manager you know is never there at that time of night and she's like She's like, she would, She said, how much are the mugs? Or, or and, and then she, apparently the guy had previously that day um, sold one of the mugs for $5 to someone. Um, but then somehow uh, I got it for free. He's like, ah, you can have it. So that, that time they just gave me a mug. And then the next time I asked a girl, so what would it take for me to have one of these mugs? And then she just kind of looked at me and she's like, I ain't gonna chase you Which I took to mean Uh I could, I could walk out with it So so I did Um But sometimes they say I can buy them for $5 Which I don't do, cause I really only want those Waffle House mugs If I can have them for free uh, that's, that's a little more appealing to me for some reason Even though $5 for a Waffle House mug is pretty cool that's pretty cool too, but it's just, I don't know, I like it I like the feeling of having a Waffle House mug better If it's free mm. Anyways, those Waffle House mugs Are white, or close to white, probably an off-white And you can easily see when there's any coffee scum Uh, dried inside of them And you feel like you need to wash them Sometimes Uh, bef- you know, like there's like a ring of coffee around it If you didn't drink at all when you pour out the old coffee Or it just kinda dries up at the bottom So you feel like you need to rinse it out, or wash it, um, more often This black mug, on the other hand, uh, you don't feel that urge, really, at all Really, it just looks like a colorless liquid down there inside, or... It's just, uh, everything in there is almost invisible, especially if it's coffee It all just looks like water in there, really And so... I've drank probably 10 or 20 cups of coffee out of here, and I've only rinsed it out once It's probably pretty gross. It's pretty gross, but I try not to think about it too much. I mean, I don't first of all I don't put My one thing I I comfort myself with is the thought that I don't put Sugar or milk in my coffee. So that probably keeps it a little cleaner a little more sanitary You know, there's less things growing in it just all through it. You know, it's just It's just beans, I guess. It's just bean... bean juice. And it's heated up, right? I don't know. It's probably still gross. Did you... maybe you guys didn't wanna know that, but... You know, that's... that's the story so far, but I like this mug. I'm still holding it. I've been holding it and looking at it this whole time. See? It's right here. Anyways. Um, but yeah, the coffee, it's going good. I've been happy with it. It hasn't been too bitter. I don't know what's changed you know one time it was too bitter just to recap it was too bitter uh i don't remember what i did i think i ran vinegar through it and then i and then after i ran vinegar through it everyone told me to run vinegar through it and also i turned down the heat of the little heating pad under the carafe to low from medium to low i turned that down also i think i think those two things might have helped the coffee from being so bitter. Also, um, I might have, I don't know if I did or not, but I might be using slightly, a slightly less amount of coffee grounds. Hmm. Also soon I need to buy some new coffee filters. And these aren't like normal coffee filters. They're not like the, uh, they're not like the white paper frilly looking ones, you know, that look like upside down, um, white, like schoolgirl dresses. They're like, they're like brown flat ones that you like open up. I don't know how to describe it, but they're not normal, but they're probably also at the store. All the ones I have so far are ones that came with the coffee maker. So, I need to grab I need to grab more of those. Yep, so that's a little update on my coffee situation. Um but thinking about this mug reminded me of a song that my family used to sing. About black socks and how they don't get dirty. So I'm introducing a little segment into the podcast a little musical segment um, And I'm going to try to sing kind of away from the mic Um, But this is a little song called black socks Excuse me Black socks they never get dirty the longer you wear them the stiffer they get Sometimes I think of the laundry But something inside me says Don't send them yet Alright, there's a little musical segment Uh, that was a song called Black Socks, Author Unknown, performed by Uh, myself uh, sorry if that was, uh, hard to listen to But, uh, you know, it's just, I'm just trying to innovate and, uh, sometimes you gotta add a musical segment to a podcast Alright, cool. Uh, what else to, add? what else to talk about? Let's see, on my desk here I have a golf pencil Golf pencils Are interesting. Do you think they may Take a normal pencils Like, they have a normal pencil factory And then They just, they just take a bunch, a whole portion ...of a normal pencil factory, pencils kind of get shaved off, and a whole portion of those... ...uh, just get chopped in half. And then kind of go through the system again to get sharpened. And then they, then they, then blammo, they have golf pencils, and then, then they just never... ...go through the part of the factory where... ...you know, they put erasers on them. Because they're, they're really pretty much just exactly... Let me see here, they're really pretty much just exactly half as long as regular pencils And regular pencils I feel like, I mean, golf pencils and regular pencils Are they that short because they're trying to save money or because they fit in people's pockets better? Both? Because... I feel like regular pencils, the regular pencils they're making golf pencils out of aren't that expensive anyways also, do they, do these pencils get used more? Statistically, do more of these pencils get used these days? At, on golf courses? Or, in Ikea's? Because at one time I walked out of an Ikea with my pants pockets and my jacket's pockets stuffed full of these things. A few years ago I did that. Uh, con- true confessions of a pencil stealer. Here on the Peter Draws Content Free podcast, and that might be a little bit too much content, but I probably had eighty eighty pencils, maybe maybe close to a hundred. I mean, I was I was bulging of golf golf pencils. There was a, a a buttload of them. I mean, they just have dispensers full of them, and you can reach in the top and just take handfuls of them, and I got. I might have gotten poked a few times through my pockets, but I think it was worth it. I was gonna make an art, an art, some sort of art project with them, you know, like build with them like Lincoln Logs or something, but then I ended up moving and I threw them away because I had too many of them. Life is weird like that. Life is weird like that. Alright, what else to talk about? Um, I could talk about, I'm looking at my muscles right now. I haven't lifted weights recently. I have some weights over there. Haven't lifted them. I have one weight over there on the back of a tripod. I have, for my drawing setup, I have uh, a horizontal tripod, but the camcorder I have on the end of it seems to kind of uh, set it off balance. So I have like a, I don't know what these weights are called, like a plate, it's like a miniature plate that you put on a, mm, I don't really know I get dumbbells and barbells mixed up. I think it's a dumbbell. It's like a mini plate. You put on a dumbbell. I have one of those strapped with a Velcro velcro strap to the back leg of a horizontal tripod uh, just to keep it from falling over. So it's like a weird counterbalance system. It's like all jerry-rigged up. It's pretty great. You know, I like it. I like it a lot. Except for when I have to move everything. Then I have to take the weight off and then, put it back on later. Break, you know, breakdown, set up, it all gets, uh, it's it's complicated. It gets crazy quick. Uh, I do want to mention a strange thing that's been happening to me lately, and it, it's strange, it, it, it involves driving. And it's strange to me because it's only been happening to me lately, when I have been driving for something like, probably eight years now. Well, I'm 26, and I got, maybe almost 10 years. I guess I got my, you know, learner's permit when I was 15 and a half or so, so probably over 10 years I've been driving. And this has probably only been happening to me for the last year or so. And so I think it must have something to do with the road out in front of my, uh, you know, house, my apartment where I live. Uh, It must be something to do with how bumpy it is. Um, Sometimes lately, during the night when I drive, I can't tell the difference... Or I keep thinking that people are flashing their headlights at me. Um, but what I think is really happening is that people are just um, driving over the bumps in the road, and their headlights are kind of, you know, bumping up briefly and getting brighter, briefly. And so, so I think that, I think that they're flashing their headlights at me when really they're just going over bumps. Uh, so I keep thinking they're flashing the headlights when they're not, you know. And then that makes me paranoid, like. You know, like, what's, what's, am I am I doing something wrong? Like, what reasons do people ever have for flashing their headlights? What, am are my headlights off? You know, is there something crazy up ahead I should be watching out for? And I get really paranoid, and I keep getting really paranoid driving up and down the road in front of my house until I've slowly started re- realizing that it must just be the road in front of my house that's so bumpy and people aren't actually flashing their headlights. And everything's, everything's actually okay. You know, and it should be, there should be actually a distinct difference, you know. It, they're not flashing their headlights, you know, it should be the high beams flashing on and off. That should be painfully obvious, cause high beams are really bright. Some high beams, I've been impressed, you can see when people are driving in front of you with their high beams on. Especially if there's like trees around them and stuff. Some high beams f- shine almost straight out to the side, and almost straight up from the car. It's pretty impressive. Um, sometimes I feel like my high ba- my actual headlights don't shine far enough ahead. Um, even though if you go out and look at the car, you know, it looks like they're shining almost straight forward, but I guess it's different when you're in a car on the road. You always want them to shine farther ahead. Um, but, you know, as long as they make, uh, you know, signs and blinkers and reflective stuff on the road light up and... I don't know. I don't know. Driving is weird. Driving is remarkably dangerous. That's... I'm pretty sure everyone knows that, you know, you could talk about that forever, how dangerous driving is, and yet we always do it. I probably have already talked about it in a podcast, and have subsequently forgot about it, but yeah, driving, terrifying, still something that we do, relentlessly, anyways, just with, you know, seatbelts, airbags, crumple zones, everything's okay, just keep doing it, just keep dying. Everything's fine. Anyways, anyways, but yeah. And, uh, flying. My dad used to be a airplane pilot and mechanic, and for some reason, I feel like I never got to full take full advantage of, like, going flying as often as I should have been able to. Maybe because I was so young when he was doing that, and later he stopped doing that and became... An accountant. I feel like people usually go the other direction, you know. Early in their life, they do the boring stuff. And then later... They become like an airplane pilot. A mechanic, you know, as a hobby. But I guess... It's not all as simple and straightforward as that. Life... Life rarely is. Life rarely is. Yeah. Also, I would like to give you guys a small update. Um, since we last talked, I have found... On the floor, I do find a, a, a number of things on the floor in my apartment. Um, a sticker, I, re- I was talking to you guys about the, the shiny, holographic Daft Punk sticker that was, um, sorry to go on about Daft Punk, um, excuse me, I was only recently, it's only, I've always been a fan of Daft Punk as a band. Excuse me, Oh, I had Chinese food for dinner, I had, uh, steamed, I had fried potstickers. Um, some, t- depends on the place I go. Sometimes I go to one place, sometimes I go to the other. And some places I like them steamed, some places I I like them fried. Some places fry them and they get too crispy. Uh, so then I get them steamed there. Uh, but anyways, I got steamed- no, I got fried potstickers. What I really love, um, when it really comes down to it, is the potsticker sauce, or the juice, whatever it is. I really just want a way to get to- I really just want a way to get that into my mouth. Uh, and then I got, um... scallops, I think that's what they're called. I don't even know what... Is scallops a... Is that a... an animal? Is that like some sort of seafood? I think it is. I don't know, it's kind of fried and breaded, too. I think it's seafood. Is that like a mussel? A clam? A mollusk? I don't know what the difference between all of those is either. Oyster? Mussel? Clam? Mollusk? Oyster? Um, anyways scallops. And I also dipped those in the remains of the pot sticker sauce. Very good. It came with packs. The, the 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 what is it called? How can you say a word and then forget it again so quickly? I don't I don't exactly know how that works. The scallops came with packs of what it what said were tartar sauce, but it was just like plain off white sauce. My favorite part of the tartar sauce is, it's the, it's gotta be chunky, you know, if you go to Long John Silver's Get the, uh, you know, get the fish there It, and it comes with tartar sauce and the, they have to like cut the tips off of the squirt bottles Because that stuff is so chunky it won't come out otherwise with, you know, the, the relish It's like mayonnaise and relish, pretty much And I love mayonnaise, but this is weird tartar sauce with no pickle chunks in it it kind of grossed me out a little bit, for some reason. I don't know why, it just did. It just... I don't have to give an explanation for everything, okay? I often do. I often over-explain things. But, just because I do, doesn't mean I have to. Anyways. I got fried pot stickers, Scallops. And... Shrimp fried... Wait, shrimp fried rice. Uh, which I have not eaten yet. I ate the first two things, but I have not eaten the shrimp fried rice, because it's just a lot of food. And last time, I got this very same thing, and I ate the shrimp fried rice at the same time, and I regretted it. I just felt bloated, sated, and regretful. So I'm trying to learn and save it till later. Hopefully, if I wait, uh, it won't be disgusting and, like, old tasting. Sometimes, you know, like, the cheaper the food is, sometimes the worse it is the longer you wait. But we'll see, we'll see. It wasn't like that expensive, so it's not that big of a loss if I wait and it's not good later. I can always try heating it up in the microwave. Sometimes that makes things worse, you know, like the heating up rice in the microwave. Sometimes the rice gets all like weird and crispy on the edges. Maybe it has something to do with getting dehydrated. Maybe I should try uh, putting a glass of water or something, a cup of water, in the microwave with it. I've heard that's a secret you can do when you... when you're microwaving, like, a piece of pizza is to put some water in there with the piece of pizza so that the pizza gets rehydrated instead of dehydrated so it doesn't come out all chewy and weird. Oh, sorry about this noise I'm playing with. Playing with some googly eyes on the desk. Sorry if my voice sounds weird right now. Let me take a sip of water. Anyways. I don't know how I got on that tangent, but what I wanted to say was... I I found another Daft Punk sticker. I don't... how do I get away from saying that? I got another Daft Punk sticker. Uh, it's very nice. I found it on the floor. I found it on the floor. I don't know how I found it on the floor, but I found it on the floor. It was, like, under my chair. And I don't know how it got there, because I bought that Daft Punk mug a long, long time ago. It was just on a piece of, like, um, wax paper. And it's very nice sticker. It's like the one I f- had to throw away. It was. It's similar to the one that was on the tag uh, that was on the mug that I had to throw away because I was washing the mug and it got wet, you know. You can't leave tags on things forever. But anyways, I'm very happy to find this sticker because it looks nice. And I have now put it uh, on this water bottle that I drink from all the time. I just have a water bottle that I keep by my computer that I keep refilling whenever it gets empty. Um, and I really... I don't like to think about it very much. But I probably don't... Wash this water bottle nearly as often as I should. Like, I know I only put water in it, but I, like I've said before, I have bad feelings about this water. Like, it leaves weird, the, the water in this apartment, it leaves weird residue, you know, in the bathroom. And I don't know, thankfully, there's no weird pink residue on the inside of this water bottle, which I just refill over and over and over and over again without ever washing it. But it's a now, Nalg- this is a Nalgene water bottle. It's got a couple of stickers on it, and now I have added the awesome uh, hol- nice and shiny holographic Daft Punk sticker, which says official merchandise on it. Yes. Has cool designs and stuff. If you look at it, you know, if you get the, if you get the light to hit it right, it's perfect. And I'm happy with it. Now jeans are pretty cool. They're pretty popular. I feel like every now and then there's like a new trend that hits the market. You know, a lot of my friends these days, I see them with those, um, those Yeti travel mugs. I don't know, like, how do those people do the the marketing just right? Like, I don't know what the appeal is with those things. Yeti, I see people, see people, is it like this next trend after Nalgene? Yeti? Uh, does, do you guys know anyone with those Yeti things? It's like, they're like jumbo travel, they're like jumbo travel mugs I, I don't know a better way to say it do you guys know people with those i think it's like a college thing maybe call it all the college kids have them you know put a put a beverage in there hot cold beverage anything take it to class look cool everyone's got one uh you know like the i don't know the marketing people just did it just right i guess just like everyone's got to have one all the radio stations you know doing giveaways uh, everyone puts a sticker on their back of their jeep Everyone's got- I see people with Yeti hats, Yeti shirts. It's like a- it's like a trend, you know, it's a lifestyle. I don't know, it's cool. It's just a cool thing to do, be, have, become, drink from. It's interesting. I bet I bet everyone else making- making bottles and cups wished they had figured out how to do whatever Yeti did. Or Nalgene, for that matter. Cause back in my day everyone had Nalgene's. I guess people probably still drink from Nalgene's, but I don't know. I've had this Nalgene for a very long time, you know. And then they had that they had that one scandal at one point where everyone was like, "Oh no, there's BPA in these bottles. We've all been getting cancer for 20 years." Or however, probably had only Nalgene had probably only been out for a couple of years at that point. Uh, but it was like if you're if if the uh, if the bottle gets too cold or too hot, it releases chemicals into the water inside of it. BPA, I guess, is that the chemical? And then everyone was drinking the water out of the, in, out of the bottle, which, anyways, everyone's like, we're all got cancer. Did, I don't know, Prob people probably got sued, or, you know, made some, you know, there's probably like a class action lawsuit, I don't know, but now all the bottles all say BPA-free on them. And, uh, I mean, this one right here says BPA-free on it, but I still like it. And then, it used to be that all the Nalgene bottles had really wide mouths, you know, because people liked putting, liked being able to put, uh, Ice cream, not, <laughs> not ice cream, but ice cubes in them. I never liked that because I personally I never really cared what temperature the water was. I just liked to be able to drink some water. Uh, that always bugged me, so I got one of those splash guards for my water bottle so that I could drink from it without pouring water down my face and the front of my whole, the whole front of my body, you know, especially if I was in a car or something. It's pretty pretty annoying to have um, the opening at the top of your bottle be big enough for you to reach your whole arm into. But now I have a water bottle with a, a smaller, more reasonable-sized mouth. I guess that's what it's called. Is it called a mouth? The hole at the top of a water bottle? I don't know what else to call it. Anyways, you know, then they had the whole thing where uh, if you could, uh, you know, there's the, the, the Nalgene's were supposed to be unbreakable, and if you did break it, uh, they would, if you sent them the pieces, they would send you another one. Uh, I, I used to work up at a camp that had a had some cliffs, you know, and I I saw I saw one of them break before. You could throw an algae bottle off of the cliffs, which are like 150, 200 feet high, and the bottle would not break if there was nothing in it. But if there was water in the water bottle when it hit the bottom, that thing would bust wide open into a bunch of pieces, you know. So and. I can probably- I bet I could break this thing right now. I bet I- I'm not going to, but if you- if you push together on it, if you like, clasp your hands around it and lock your fingers, you can push- you can- I don't know, I feel like that'd be a good way to cut yourself. I don't, I don't want to do it, but I can feel it kind of bending with- inside my hands. And it feels like there's kind of weaker spots too, which is the weird thing. Just like, soft spots. Like on a baby's head. It's a little bit odd. It is a little bit odd. Also, on the note of being able to get used to anything, which is a a recurring theme in my life, because it turns out I really think you can get used to anything, if not almost anything. Uh, You can really tell how long someone has had glasses up to. There's probably some point of... I don't know if this is the true usage of this term. Isn't there a term? Something like... Point of diminishing returns. Anyways, I don't think that's how you're supposed to be using this, but uh, Right when someone gets glasses for the first time uh, If there is even one tiny speck of anything on those glasses That person will whip those glasses right off, right away And pull off, pull you know, pull up their little cleaning cloth out of their pocket which might even be in a little cleaning cloth pocket within their pocket you know a little pouch you know and they will they will you know maybe even pull out a little squirt bottle to squirt down their glasses and they'll polish those lenses right up and put those glasses back on their face that'll only last for a day or two the cleaning cloth you know but then Even, like, a few days in, they'll still be cleaning those glasses as soon as there's even the tiniest smudge or speck of anything on those glasses. But it's the people who have had glasses for years and years. This does vary from person to person, of course. It varies from person to person. But um, it's those people who can walk around with tons of, you know, smudges and, and, like, I've got, I mean... Look at, it. if I take off my glasses right now and look at them, I'm, frankly, I'm surprised, I can not even see anything through my glasses. It's amazing what you can look through if you're focusing on something that's far past it, you know, it really is incredible. Like I remember sitting in a field um, when I was uh, doing some deer hunting, and if you sit behind a, like a tall, like a, if you sit behind some tall grass with a set of binoculars, Um, you can use the binoculars to look at stuff past the grass and you won't even see the grass um, in the binoculars. You'll just see, like, the trees and stuff hundreds of- hundreds of yards away. It's pretty interesting. I guess this is sort of the same phenomenon. You don't- you don't see the stuff in your glasses because your eyes are so focused on stuff farther away. I don't know why I just snapped my fingers, but anyways. Um, still, there are some people that seem almost, um, they seem to be on another level with their glasses grunginess. We all, we all know the type, the people that seem like, they're, they almost go out of their way to smudge their glasses up. Like, they have grimy fingers, and every time they adjust their glasses instead of, you know, like, Touching the, the rim of the glasses Or the, the arm of one of the glasses They feel like they They touch the lenses of their glasses Like they go out of their way to touch the lenses of the glasses And smudge them up And Like The lenses of the glasses are almost Opaque half the time If not translucent, you know translucent If not opaque I don't know it's just It's hard to look at those people Just because I know that their glasses must be like looking through frosted glass, and I don't know, I guess, but going back to you can get used to almost anything, that's, that's that's really what it comes down to, and then for a while there, when I was in high school, I got, I got glasses, um, as a little kid when I was in fourth grade, fourth grade, or as a Canadian, as uh, my dad, as a Canadian would say, grade four. Um, I got glasses, and then at some point in high school, I switched to, uh, I got contacts. And, um, I was happy to do that, because I thought, you know, because in high school, you know, it's easy to get, um, a little bit self-conscious, and, um, I wasn't, I don't think I was too self-conscious, but it was especially, I was on the soccer team, and I wasn't too self-conscious about my glasses, even though I maybe (laughs) should I don't know. I should not have been, but maybe I should have been. I don't know. I probably looked a little bit dorky, but I don't really care how dorky I looked. Um, but what looked ex- even more dorky than my glasses was me running around, uh, in my sports goggles, uh, was when I was on the soccer team and I had like big floofy hair. I mean, that was some, those were some real, uh, Napoleon Dynamite shenanigans right there. That was pretty crazy. I wish I could be I wish I could like go back in time and watch myself running around. Uh that would have been pretty amusing. So I mean, I don't regret that. That's just like that's just like part of growing up. Being being a weird awkward kid, you know? I don't know. I guess there are some kids that maybe you know, I, I feel like maybe you feel like there were some kids that seemed like they had it all together, but maybe I feel like everyone has Everyone has something in their life they're always working on, they're struggling with, as they grow up, you know? Nobody has everything together, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, so then I switched to, I got some contacts, I mean, I don't remember exactly when that happened, but I was happy to not have to wear the sports goggles anymore when I played soccer. And I also just felt cooler to not be, you know, like, so nerdy with the glasses. Um, I did, yeah, but I felt like... I felt like I probably would have felt cooler, you know, if I had cooler glasses, too, like, I, I don't know, like, I feel... It's, it's a little bit materialistic, but I do feel cooler. Cooler is a pretty vague, um, shallow- vague and shallow- shadow, shallow, I don't know if I can say the word. It's a vague and shallow word that I don't really support. Uh, but I do like- I, it's okay to like the thing- like things, I suppose. I do like the glasses I have now, these Ray-Bans, um, but... Like, I feel like if I had had Ray-Bans, or, you know, like, some... Like, glasses that I had, um, thought, thought through, picking out a little more thoroughly in high school, instead of just some random frames that didn't really complement my face at all, or anything like that. I don't really know if these do now, but... I don't know. Life is weird. I feel like I've kinda... Hmm. Anyways, I had contacts, and I liked them The one thing I don't like about contacts is that you gotta put them in Every morning And take them out every night, right? That's a difficult thing to do, because when I wake up in the morning The last thing I wanna do Is You know Do Like doing Have to do things that involve Fine Finesse uh, Involving my eyes, especially when things You know, half the time, it it would get very annoying and, uh... Your your eyes would start burning and you'd have to take the contacts back out and put them back in a hundred times Not a hundred times, but... uh, And then at night, the last thing you want to do is have to take your contacts out I guess I could have always taken my contacts out earlier Like, earlier in the day and put my glasses on or... Just put my glasses on and waited till, you know, like right before I left for school to put my contacts in Anyways, it's just like a hassle Like, this whole contacts thing like, why? Contacts. The only time I wear contacts anymore is if I'm gonna go running or something, like, exercise. So that I don't have to worry about my glance, my glasses bouncing around in my face, or if I'm gonna go swimming. Stuff like that. Uh, it's nice. People always told me, Peter, your contacts, you can't wear them if you are gonna go swimming. They told me all these things I couldn't do with contacts on. And I went, and I did almost, well I did every single one of those things with contacts on heck, I went I went water skiing with contacts on. I would go swimming with my eyes open underwater with contacts on, and nothing bad ever happened. I think it was my astigmatism uh, in my eyes that helped keep my contacts really suctioned onto my eyeballs, and they never those things never came out until I plucked them out of out of my eyeballs. I was pretty happy with my contacts. Sometimes, these are supposed to be, these are 30 day contacts, I was supposed to switch them out every 30 days, but I was also supposed supposed to take them out every night and then put them back in every morning, you know? So, I wasn't supposed to wear them for more than, you know, more than a day at a time, but, you know, every now and then, I pretty frequently, actually, wore them for up to three weeks at a time without taking them out, which, you know, anyone that knows anything about eyeballs or contacts, should be pretty flabbergasted to find that out, pretty, um, a taken back, you know, taken aback, is that a word? Taken aback? Aback? Um, and, you know, especially an optometrist would be terrified to hear that, because they'll tell you all these, optometrists get tell you, told all these horror stories, you know, with, and when they're learning school, they probably see all these gory images of, of, of eyes that have gotten crazy infections and diseases, or begin to grow over the contacts in the eyes, and so they just it's scary for them, but not scary for people like me who just didn't want to take the contacts out and nothing bad ever happened so I would just keep them in I would, that's what I would do yes and uh but one day I was just fed up with it, I was, so I just like I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna go get nice glasses that I like and uh, not wear contacts anymore and I still have some of my contacts left over from years before Since so I don't wear them very much They're like, my same pres- and my, my prescription hasn't changed Everything's fine Everything's good it, con- glasses are just so much easier Yes, you have to wash them every now- you know, you have to wipe them down with your shirt every now and then Less often if you have lower standards and if you're more used to stuff You know, if you've gotten used to grime and You know, the grisly You know The the gunk on your glasses You don't have to wipe them down as often Uh, But um, It's just, you know, you take them off at night, put them down If, If you're me, and you have your mattress on the floor You just put your glasses right on the floor next to your bed And Fall asleep, you wake up in the morning, grab them things, slap them on your face You're good to go It's just simple, it's easy I like it a lot I always thought the first time I got glasses that it would be really weird you know, that to have these things on your face with the, you know, that it would be really distracting to have these frames, you know, like the peripheral vision, but it's strangely not, but it was miraculous. The first time you get corrected vision, you know, like me, it was at a lens crafter's in the mall. You walk outside, the most noticeable thing, the most, the most, the thing that makes you gasp, and just kind of thrills your heart, is being able to see the individual leaves on the trees. It's just amazing. Like you didn't even know it was possible because you had bad vision and you didn't really know you had bad vision. You just, I mean, you knew you had bad vision. Like you were sitting in the back of the class and you know, the teacher's face was blurry at the front, you know, and you saw people across the way. You couldn't really tell who they were, but you know, that's just how things were. When you have bad vision, you don't really realize how bad it is until you start realizing that that person can see who that is over there and why can't you? And why can that person... Like, you can read that sign? Like, if I squint really hard, maybe I can make out the words at the top. But then you realize... Maybe you don't- maybe you can't see very well Anyways, but yeah, just- when you walk outside for the first time with fresh- with a fresh prescription Or corrected vision for the first time, it's those- it's those crisp Waving leaves on the trees, it's just- it's amazing, I love it I remember- I remember that feeling for the first time Vividly, I vividly remember it And I treasure, I treasure that moment I was just a little boy, I was Walked out of that mall with my mom and the weaves were the leaves were blowing in the wind, we went and got in the car and went home, yeah, yeah, good times.